0: Welcome to Spielin' and Dealing, the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of Sandyspiel.com. And with me today, as always, is Ramin Forgani, the producer and moderator of the podcast. Ramin, this is a rapid reaction podcast. The first round is officially in the books for the GHSA State playoffs. There was no shortage of crazy results, upsets, brackets being busted, and we just had to deliver a special quick. Preview, Not even a preview, but a review of the first round before we move on to the Sweet 16 preview. Ramin, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for getting on and making sure we could get this one out to the public ASAP.
1: Yes, sir. 9.59 p.m. on a Saturday. Games have just been finished. We have the scores in sandysfield.com for the updated brackets and scores of the first round. We're going to cover all the big ones today. Without further ado, quick hits on some selected games. We'll start in Class 7, 8. On the boys' side, three-seed Roswell beat two-seed Lowndes, and the four-seed Marietta beat the number one-seed Westlake 64-59. to What do you think about those two games, Kyle?
0: Well, I think Roswell went to a region, and uh, they handled their business. Uh, you know, a reason why I, I'm i not sure. i got to look at my bracket. I might have thought Lowndes would win that one just because the travel is about three to four hours get down there. But region one uh, did not fare very well other than Tiff County um you know one everyone else in that region I mean uh, only two other teams but Lowndes got beat like you said 67 to 58 and then uh you know elsewhere Camden County got blown out by 30 by Cherokee so that was a not good region um so that was good but Marietta we talked about it Ramin we talked about it Westlake is an isolation basketball team and uh you know Marcus Hood you do not want to go up against him I had a feeling that he was gonna X and O's Westlake to death and uh, all of a sudden we got Marietta playing Roswell in the second round and um you know uh, Ezekiel Godwin had a, a big closing uh you know close out the game strong for Marietta inside and uh all of a sudden Marietta uh, and they they're they're playing Roswell very close to home they got rid of Westlake and uh We'll, we'll see how we feel about that preview in the Sweet 16, but both teams handling their business. Three versus four, eliminating the two and the one. Uh, very disappointing ending for Westlake considering how um, they won the Region 2 tournament, but uh, Region 2, they did not fare too well in the first round of the state playoffs, surprisingly.
1: Edoa beat the at-large Campbell 74-53. to 53. That's a sizable, looks uh, like 21 points, quick math off the top of my head. This at-large worked out maybe how you thought
0: it would, but the at-larges are going to keep coming up today, Kyle. Yep, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, again, Campbell coming from Region 2, representing that region and not representing it very well, but a guy named will garvey had the game of his life came up big uh really came on strong in support of jackson edder garvey 17 points was hidden shots Uh, jackson edder 24 points eight rebounds five assists alex ford chipped in 13 points uh they just were able to wall off terrell burden never let terrell burden get to the paint uh finished with about 10 points or so they did a great job of shutting him down and Uh, Campbell just had no answers and Etowah they're so good defensively they're going to be in every single game the firepower is the question with them but if you're holding teams uh, 53 points uh, you're going to have a chance to win a lot of ball games and uh, they move on to the next round Cherokee County represented very well in the first round this week let's take a quick look at the bottom right quadrant I believe check me on that Kyle Wheeler wins by
1: 30 Tiff County survives a close one and Shiloh and Discovery both take care of business
0: Yes. And, uh, everything right there, pretty much chalk. I know West Forsyth was a two seed, but you know, Shiloh is a better basketball team than the 73 to 48. Um, sets up some interesting matchups, you know, Wheeler and Tiff County, uh, I'm quote unquote Metro Atlanta power and a South Georgia power. They'll be meeting up in the second round. Tiff County, uh, gutted one out, wasn't super pretty, but they got the job done 49, 35 over Walton. And, uh, uh discovery did the same parkview a team that played very well this year uh, void of any stars jamil wright had a really good season for them but discovery you know they pulled it out 61 to 48 and sets up for some uh very entertaining second round matchups
1: two games that you were at we were still in seven eight on the boys uh, girls and boys side i should say it in order mckee took it to east cowita on both sides of the ball but i hear that maybe east cowita may have an explanation missing a few key pieces
0: Yeah. I mean, when you're with that, the region player of the year Fernandez Jones, and he was out there and he was even limping around during warmups. He tried to give it a go, did not play in the first quarter. Uh, He was probably about 30 percent like he was, you know, uh, a shell of himself. I think he finished with two points. Uh, he, he just you know he had a bum wheel. He wasn't healthy. And then uh, we, I wasn't expecting this, but Derek Emery, their starting point guard, wasn't there. So you're without your top two ball handlers against a McEachern team that's gonna press. I mean, it was a disaster, a nightmare. 89 to 54 loss. Um, they were a little nervous, a little scared. You could tell. Uh, but a lot of that goes into you just had guys out of position. You don't have your two go-to ball handlers. And uh, not saying that you know that they would have won the game. I think it it you know it's not gonna be a, a Uh, A 35-point loss, obviously, Um, but without those two guys, they they really had no shot. Sharif Cooper had 42 points. He was just doing whatever he wanted. Alan Breed had a a big, I think it was a third quarter where he busted out and scored about 15 points in there. And Isaac Okoro, uh, 17 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 steals, 5 blocks. But you know what made McEachin so impressive in this game? Was Okoro and Jared Jones? They were great defending at the rim. Um, Okoro had those five blocks, like I said. Jared Jones, six points, ten rebounds. He had four blocks, so you got nine blocks between those two guys defending the rim. Uh, McEachern looked great, even though you know East Coeta without two starters—that's a that's a huge deal. Um, but McEachern with a, a team that is very injured—they uh, went for the throat, they went in for the kill, and they left no doubt. Very great showing from McEachern. And on the girls' side, Collie, you were there, correct? I was there. I was there. And that was uh, not uh, not a pretty matchup whatsoever. Uh, they really uh, rolled East Coeta girls uh, big time. That was not close at all. Uh, McEachern playing very good basketball right now on the girls' side. And uh, East Coeta, they were just – they were overmatched from the tip-off. It was uh, It was a tough one to watch. And finally
1: some Gannett County action on the girls side. Four seed Mill Creek upsetting one seed Brookwood.
0: Yeah, and that's one that, you know, I kind of shake my head at Brookwood, they I think they beat Norcross twice this year, so they, you know, they handled their business when they needed to, and they ended up winning a, a tight region championship. But, you know, it took Brookwood a couple weeks to get into the poll because they were in, and then they dropped out with some inconsistent play, and I was You know, good team, a lot of talent there, but, you know, they turned back into a pumpkin at the wrong time against Mill Creek, 51-44. A great job by Mill Creek and definitely a very, very disappointing way to go out for Brookwood, a team that really came up big, won that region tournament, had a lot of talent there, looked like a team that could make a a pretty sizable run in the state tournament, but uh, Mill Creek said we are not having any of it and a very disappointing finish uh, for the Broncos. In 6A on
1: the gentleman's side, number four, 4C Douglas County beat Appalachia 80-62. to 62. I don't know if you'd call that an upset, Kyle, but a 4-1 uh, game nevertheless.
0: Yeah, not much of an upset there. That was coming from that Region 5, which, uh, you know, ballyhooed the entire time, saying they were very strong. And Appalachia is a team that got hot, and they were able to, uh, you know, make their way into uh, that number one seed but uh, a team like Douglas County that's just very you know they just play really hard they had a great season this year and they did everything they were supposed to uh, just a little bit too much and they ended Apalachee Cinderella run some people were interested in this rematch on the boys side Gainesville beat Lexington
1: Hughes 73 to 69 in a rematch of the state title game last year
0: yeah and that blows my bracket up I had Lexington Hughes going to the final four playing a uh, really good basketball but Gainesville You know, Gainesville is a team that, you know, in that DNA, they found ways to not win, kind of. I mean, the last two years, they were absolutely loaded. They did not get the job done. They, you know, on paper, uh, took a a, a huge step back talent-wise, but they still got some nice pieces. Maurice Hector, uh, uh, Brent Kelly. Um, you know uh, Rafael Rubel they still have some really good guys over there and uh, but even in the region tournament they didn't play that great you know that you slip to a a two seed and you know get upset by a a team like uh, Appalachia you don't foresee that coming Um, but you know they still had home court advantage and Langston Hughes um, they made a run at it but Gainesville you got to tip your hat to them Uh, a great win for them to advance to the second round. On the girls' side, same two teams matched up, different outcome. Links and Hughes took
1: Gainesville to town, 67 to 37.
0: Yeah, Langston Hughes. They are playing very good basketball right now. They have really come out of nowhere. They were not ranked at all this season. But we were not on my radar to be ranked at all this season. But they end up winning the number one seed. And now, I mean, no, no question. They're playing great basketball. You blow out Gainesville by thirty points. A Gainesville team that was, you know, pretty, pretty dangerous in spots throughout the season. But Langston Hughes, uh, they are rolling on the girls' side. And finally, in six A
1: on the ladies' side, Harrison uh, beats Johns Creek by 25 points. It feels like Harrison's always been in the discussion the past few years, but I don't remember talking about them a lot this year on the Bracketology podcast. Are you keeping your eye on Harrison, Kyle?
0: Yeah, Harrison. Another team that had a slow start to the season. They got a little, you know, weird dynamics going on over there. Uh, throughout the off season, but they're playing good basketball again and all that matters is peaking at the right time which we just mentioned Langston Hughes Harrison doesn't matter what you do in November and December we care about what you do in February and March and Harrison they are a well coached team and they're executing very well they're going to have a very interesting second round matchup against decula who upset douglas county saw douglas county earlier in the season And Mari robinson had 31 points in their 60 to 55 loss but you know that was a problem with them she was the only one that could really score consistently and uh, lazaria spearman had 19 and 19 and that sets up for a great second round matchup but harrison uh, always a very difficult team to play very fundamentally sound and they execute well
1: down to 5a um buford miller grove 64 48 the wolves win that one two teams that know each other well
0: yeah eric coleman was a difference maker in this one he came on very strong uh he was at king's ridge last year but now traded in the uh the purple and uh took over some green and he's had a very good season and uh, he pushed them past a tough miller grove team a very young miller grove team but you gotta tip your cap to uh the wolverines a team that's you know pretty much all sophomores and underclassmen playing buford that tight you know they play a good defensive game but buford uh just too much firepower and too many seniors and the team that was
1: mentioned in the Bracketology podcast, if I'm not mistaken, on the gentleman's side, Riverwood, they had the one seed both with the boys and the girls and both uh, upset by four teams. Rome beat Riverwood 60-55 to in overtime on the guys' side of the bracket. Cass beat Riverwood 63-47 to on the ladies.
0: Yeah, not much of a believer of the Riverwood girls, um, uh, you know, coming into it. Rome wasn't. Wasn't uh I mean Cass Cass was actually playing very good basketball. They just couldn't beat those top uh top teams in their region. They slipped to the four seed. Cass a very respectable uh, four seed, and they were able to pull off a, a very nice win in Atlanta. But like I said, the Riverwood girls they they started playing better basketball. But uh, again, a team that wasn't you know like wow. You know, this is a very a team that's going to make a very deep run at it. But they did have a great season, securing that number one seed. And on the boys' side, Rome they took them to overtime. Caleb Bird scoring all those points. Uh, you know, they've been a a team that has proven that they can play with some um, very good competition. Uh, it's never easy to beat a Buck Jenkins coach team, and uh, Rome was able to execute and got the job done on the road at Riverwood. So very impressive uh, for Rome and company.
1: Down to 4A storylines Woodward Academy versus Westover. It's a game that went to overtime. You were there for this classic. Westover had a big lead, and then what happened, Kyle?
0: Man, Westover. Uh, they were beating the brakes off of Woodward Academy. They looked like Woodward did not want to be there. The guards were shook. They were pressing uh, this Woodward team or this um, Westover team. We had them in the top five preseason. They have all the pieces. I'm talking to people before the game. They do have all the pieces. They are great athletes. They got some solid guards there. Um, A Very good team, but they slipped all the way to that four seed for a reason. They just couldn't execute and close out games. And um, boy, so they're up 34, 17. They're dunking all over Woodward Academy. They're just punching them square in the jaw. And then all of a sudden, Westover wants to stop pressing. And I don't want to hear players are tired. Okay, you can give them a spurt here or there. You are absolutely you know, about to run Woodward out of the gym. You are a four-seed playing a one-seed in the state playoffs This is no time to, you know, oh, I need water breaks. I don't know if that was the excuse or what. But they took their foot off the gas pedal, and they did not do that. West was going to win this game by 20-plus because they had no answer for the athleticism of A.J. Jackson. Isaac Abidi was great, the sophomore. He was great. He finished with 16 points and seven rebounds. He was dunking everything, had about four or five dunks. But all of a sudden, you know, they let them hang around. They let them hang around. It's 38-27 at the half, still Westover in control. They hold on to an 11-point lead, 51-40, going into the fourth quarter after uh, A.J. Jackson banks in a three to to send them there. And then everything just falls apart, and Woodward, give them credit. They did not give up. They started chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Walker Kessler, uh, you know, he goes for – Boy, quick math on this, uh, he had 23 points in the second half, he had just five points at the half, um, you know, give credit to Ja'Cory Turner, he had a great game, he had 26 points, five rebounds, three assists, um, he had 10 points at the half, he was really caring, uh, Woodward, well, Walker Kessler was a non-factor because it was just all fast break basketball and Westover was just out-athleting them just better in every single uh, phase. But again, somehow Woodward chipped away, chipped away, and forced this game, sent this game into overtime. Would it be known, Woodward never led in regulation. Westover was up the entire game, but Westover takes her foot off the gas pedal. We go into overtime. Walker Kessler hits a baseline jumper in overtime, uh, early on in overtime, to give them their first lead of the game, and Woodward pulls it out 72-65. to Uh, Kessler 28 points 13 rebounds had six blocks he was great but it was just Kessler and Turner 28 and 26 points there Uh, Michael Whitmore uh, had some big plays defensively he was a pit bull he was tenacious defensively he had seven assists and five five rebounds and three steals but Westover they had this game and they gave it away by slowing it down it wasn't really too much what Woodward did I know Woodward made some good adjustments and they were able to you know, weather the storm, but Westover backing off on the press really gave life to Woodward and then they just could not turn it back on and just wanted to play half court. Said sometimes you gotta coach to what you have. And when you have those thoroughbreds and you have these athletes and you have a good guard in Jordan Brown who can make the right decisions, can hit threes and get other guys involved, you gotta let your boys run. And they did not let the boys run. They put the reins on them and that's what they did all season from what I you know what I've come to find. And that is a killer because Westover was a damn scary team and a team that definitely could be playing for a Final Four, good enough to be playing for a state title, and they go out in the first round. Uh, Disappointing season for Westover with all the talent they have, but kudos to Woodward Academy for finding a way. That is a gritty, 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 gritty performance for them. And uh, Woodward, they got to be sky high. They are soaring. they got to feel great about their chances to make it to the Final Four now, but very very tough way to go out for Westover because they look great, but Woodward, uh, just enough longevity and stamina to just hold it off and weather that storm, and they found a way back in it to win 72-65 in overtime. A great game.
1: In other news in 4A, Baldwin, a team that's always somewhat tangentially related in the discussions in 4A out of uh, seed number three, region three, they lost to Howard uh, seed two from region two 69-66 in overtime
0: shocker shocker howard hit a a shot at the buzzer to either win it or send it to overtime i can't remember up top of my head but that's a shocker that doesn't happen to a buck harris coach team and somehow it happened this is a howard team that gets beat by about 50 points by ups and yearly you know every single time they play they're getting just blasted by 30 to 50 points and for Baldwin to lose this one i haven't looked too deep into it about what happened but uh absolutely stunning to see a dangerous team like Baldwin uh, bounce in the first round a team we mentioned bracketology
1: first year team out of uh Fort south county i believe denmark they won big in their first round matchup
0: yeah and that region six um i tried to warn people some people wanted to put lafayette in the in the in the top 10 and all that stuff but uh and this is going to lead into something we're about to talk about but uh region six not good basketball lafayette swept by uh you know they got beat by mares 48 43 uh you see heritage katusa the two seed blown out by blessed trinity 78 to 50 um you got denmark 70 to 46 against ridgeland and uh ramin uh, lead me into this next one i think we got another region seven region six matchup we need to talk about real quick west hall over southeast whitfield by one 76 to 75 and again 76 75 a west hall team that i think had about nine wins or so um yeah, uh, very disappointing. Southeast Whitfield, you win the number one seed and then you cannot capitalize against West Hall. That's that's not good, but credit to West Hall. Um, you know Noah Edmondson Sr. going out with the bang, hitting four or five from downtown, 26 points. Uh, you got Sawyer Passmore, 16 points. Uh, Braden Martin, 15 points. Impressive win for West Hall, but again, Region 6, it's just not a good basketball region, and it was proven again. On the girls' side, Kyle, pretty chalk and
1: 4 A. Anything that jumps out to you before we move on?
0: Uh, Not not a whole lot. You know, Madison County pulled it out by 13 over Cedartown. Uh, yeah, like you said, pretty, pretty chalk. Northwest Whitfield, they pulled away late from White County. They had a scare. Uh, Baldwin pulled one out against Upson Lee, 51-49. Luella, uh, a gritty 48-45 win over Shaw. Um, but like you said, everything else pretty much um, pretty much copacetic. Everything falling in line. Heritage Catoose had a great scare from Chesapeake, fifty-three uh, fifty-one. But other than that, um, you know, Cross Creek they beat West Lawrence fifty-seven forty-nine. That was uh, a little bit surprising uh, for me. And then uh, Burke County they they beat Perry by sixteen. Very impressive win for them. But other than that, uh, you know, just Region Two uh, kind of falling flat on a couple games there. Uh, a little bit surprising. Uh, but other than that, everything uh, pretty pretty normal. But, yeah, Region 2 losing, you know, going 1-3, and three, only Spalding winning. That is very surprising. Over halfway through the podcast as we move on down to 3A,
1: um, I hinted at it at the top of the podcast, this at-large team comes up big, Franklin County in 3A. They beat one seed Central Macon, 45-43. to 43. Kyle, it's a team we both saw at Sportal Showcase. And what do you think about this result?
0: I think at Sportal Showcase, you know, might be renamed Sandy Spiel Classic, something like that. Sandy Spiel Showcase if we have one next year. Um we we tried to got tried to bring um really good teams, teams that have some upside teams that could do some things. And uh yeah, solid team that could do some things. And Franklin County going on the road to beat Central Macon, who was number four in the state. That is huge. Now I heard You know, Central making a ton of points on the board from the free throw line. Uh, If this is correct, 9 of 30 from the foul line. You're not going to win many games like that. But credit to Jason Shaver, Franklin County, guys from Carnesville, going into a hostile environment and holding on for dear life. uh, Wildly impressive. Uh, That just goes to show you Region 8, a very, very strong region. And uh, Franklin County, um, they're looking to make some more noise uh, throughout the playoffs because they just got past a very difficult team. And uh, their second-round matchup should be a little bit easier on paper. But, again, uh, you're going to have to travel a lot. It's been a busy weekend for you, Kyle. What less would we expect? You were at this 3A game,
1: Hart County beating Pace 54-50. to
0: Oh, man, great great game, Ramin, great game. Um, you know, a very young pace uh, pace academy team. They did not have Cole Middleton. He warmed up, but the big fellow hurt his uh, foot earlier in the season. He still was not cleared to play, and that was a, a monster difference maker because that's an all state kid right there, uh, unable to suit up at six five and about two twenty five inside, uh, especially against the Hart County team that doesn't have a ton of size. But Pace, they come out up eleven to two. Um about to put you know put put Hart county out of their misery after a long trip but Hart county punches right back a 20 to 1 run uh gives them the lead they go into the half up 29 to 20 then it's 38 37 end of three this game is back and forth the entire fourth quarter back and forth back and forth um uh just you know big plays being made But a guy that I I liked when I saw him against Madison County. Now, Madison County wasn't the the highest level of competition pace. Academy, uh, a step up. But Sean Webb, sophomore, 6'3", put his name in your recruiting bank. This kid's going to be a player. He is already very talented. The lefty, about 6'3", so long, can guard pretty much every position on the floor. Had four blocks, uh, soft touch. Uh, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. He plays closer to 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, instead of 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, um, he's going to be a player. He is very talented. Sophomore. I like him. Uh, he hit a huge three, you know, pull-up three late in the fourth quarter, give them the 50-49 advantage, and then he goes ahead and, you know, hits a free throw to extend it to 53-50. Uh, Hart County ends up winning 54-50. Um, but just a great game. You saw Elijah Robinson, who was 3 of 8 from the foul line at one point, cold blooded, knocks down two free throws with 37 seconds left to give them the go ahead lead, 52 50. Um, just a great game. Hard County was 13 of 23 from the foul line. They really struggled, but Webb had 17 points. Elijah Robinson, 11 points. Jordan Langston, 8 points. Rex McCord, Rex McCord uh, came on strong, just you know, jumping out of the gym with 13 points and four rebounds. Elijah Robinson was fighting, scrapping, an undersized guard about five nine, five ten, but he battling for all these rebounds. They were just so athletic. Uh, they got they got killed on the glass pretty good by uh, Pace Academy, Um but. Hart County just scrappy, scrappy basketball. They played so tough. A very impressive win. And Madison Durr is the only reason why this game was even close. He had five points in the first half, uh, but then uh, he really turned on the sophomore, started hunting his shot. They needed someone to step up and be an alpha male. He was that guy. He finished with 22 points. Um, a lot of that coming in the second half, 22.6 rebounds. He almost carried that team to victory. Josh Reed, uh, he had three threes, a freshman. He you know, he played well, 11.7 rebounds. And George Adams, some good minutes here and there. Uh, but just not enough scoring outside of Madison and Pace has kind of struggled to score all season long, whether they had Cole Middleton or not. Um, they struggled to put the ball in the basket, very good defensively. But great, gritty win for Hart County. And like I said, Sean Webb, Oh, I like this kid. I really like this kid. Two more years to develop him. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna be a division one player, but he's definitely a division two guy right now. He's got some upside and he uh, just so long, defends so well. Uh Hart County. They survive time um, win and they second round where they should feel pretty comfortable, but uh Hart County pretty impressive. Great, great game. Here comes this pesky
1: at-large team again, Morgan County on the girls' side. They beat one seed, Kendrick, 48-35. to
0: 35. Yep, and now they're starting to get some people healthy from what I hear. I think Lou Reed was back in the fold. I believe she played, and, you know, if she's healthy – Morgan County is very tough. They they got past Kendrick, and that sets up a a huge, huge second round matchup. I know Josh Reeves. They they schedule very difficult over there at Morgan County, and even talking to other coaches from that region, they said, "Watch out, Morgan County is very, very good." Uh, Sucks for Kendrick to have to draw an at large bid like that, but Morgan County, if they you know if they creep closer to one hundred percent. I mean they're ranked number one in the state for a reason, me. and they're gonna have a hell of a matchup with Johnson Savannah. They're gonna have to go down to Johnson um on the coast. But Morgan County, boy, they're you know, they're getting healthy at the right time. It's a very talented team. Great guard play. They just don't have much, you know, impactful size down low, but when you have great guards, you got a chance come February.
1: Another four one upset on the girls side of three A, Rutland beat Cook County by three, fifty six to fifty three.
0: Yeah, and, you know, Rutland, I picked them to go to the Final Four. They were able to pull it out against Cook. Uh, that's a, a very good win for that Rutland team. Uh, Middle Georgia representing them very well. Um, you know, that Middle Georgia region outside of Kendrick, you see Peach County, 57-36. They win. Central Macon, 49-23. They win. And, um, you know, Rutland, 56-53. So they go 3-1 and one in the opening round. Very impressive from Region 4. Down to two a, we'll start it off with another overtime game. Callaway
1: eked out Banks County, eighty six
0: to eighty three. Man, I heard this was a really good one. Uh, Callaway, you know, athletic team trying to give uh, you know problems to a team like Banks County. They go into overtime, close game, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I heard Demetrius Coleman was uh, he had his blowtorch out. He hit about six threes at one point. He was on fire for deep um from deep uh, callaway just sitting at 11 and 10 uh boy that was a, a, a great win to uh get past banks county in overtime very impressive um that's that's a big one they were nine and three in that region that region is not very good we've mentioned it many times region five not very good but callaway, uh picking up a great win uh going uh, on the road going on the road to beat a team like banks county that is never, ever, ever easy. And to pull it out in overtime, uh, great, great win for the Cavaliers.
1: Because we mentioned them in the State Bracketology podcast, Woodville Tompkins takes Dublin by 16 today.
0: Yeah, and uh, Preston Crisp had a very hot start to that game. And, you know, wasn't the 40-point blow that we're used to at Woodville, but they're starting to see some, you know, different teams now. Very impressive. The one thing that always travels is defense, and that's why – I don't know. I kind of want to lean back and forth. You know how torn I am when it comes to Class 2A with who I think is going to win the state championship. But Woodville, their defense, I don't know. They can win a state championship. They can win a state championship with that defense, and they were able to get the job done today. Two ladies games we're going to touch
1: on in 2A. Swainsboro beat East Lawrence, and Banks County beat Bremen by 23.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, that was – the, the banks county game that's uh something we uh we i i was trying to you know they, they were the better team and i figured that was going to come and uh, looking at Swainsboro uh over east lawrence that was a very uh nip and tuck game those are two really good teams and that's a game i was going back and forth on 51 48 great win for Swainsboro sets up a rematch in the second round with laney who ended their season last year 76 to 60 um Buckle up! That's going to be a really good game in the second round.
1: Down to a private. The only quote-unquote upset I have by power rankings is number eighteen Christian Heritage beating number fifteen Kings Ridge on the ladies' side, fifty-five to thirty-five. Kyle.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's that. You know, that is a little bit of an upset. I think. I know they. they you know, Coach. Uh, I mean, gosh, she got married. She was Coach Peoples. Uh, I apologize for uh, her, you know, changing her name. i got to get her name right real quick, but uh, they've done a really good job. They lost the the, the Sneller sisters transferring to Dalton, uh, a team that was going to be depleted, I thought, but, you know, she does a hell of a job over there, and to beat a, a pretty, you know, a pretty good Kings Ridge team, uh, Coach Plumley. that's what I thought it was, you know, congratulations on the marriage, uh, but uh, very impressive to win by 20 points like that, and you're going on the road uh that just shows that there's some really good basketball all over in the state uh going on the road to play a team um like king's ridge getting the job done and now they have a you know they they play st francis in the next round and st francis beat them 86 to 49 uh so it's going to be tough sledding for them but a, a great great win for christian heritage
1: In A, public, as of uh, the scores I had available to me an hour ago on the website, in A, private, everything else is chalk. The higher-ranked power-ranking team by that seed has won. Um, So I'll turn the floor over to you. Anything else in the A's, Kyle?
0: Um, You know, just looking at everything in A, private, I mean, I was – had an eye on the Athens Academy game, number nine seed versus number twenty-four seed in Calvary Day. They won forty-four thirty-five. That was a a back-and-forth game. At least deep into the third quarter, it was a real low-scoring game. Athens Academy was able to pull that one out. Um, Pinecrest Academy, a very nice win over Galloway by eleven. Um, you know, not too much else. The defending state champions lost thirty-six to forty-five. Walker um, was able to score just enough points. You know, always an ugly game when when they play, uh, not Walker, but uh, they they were able to match that style and were able to come away with enough points. Uh, Mount Pisgah, nice win, and uh, Wesleyan, a big win over Trinity Christian, looking at a team that, uh, you know, uh, I picked Wesleyan to make the Final Four and they had to get past that first hurdle. Against Tr- Trinity Christian, and they, they found a way. A very impressive. And North Cobb Christian winning on a buzzer beater against Mount Perrin. I thought that was a bit of an upset. North Cobb Christian, a pretty young team. Uh, Cammy Young, I think his name has hit the buzzer beater. I thought Mount Perrin was able to beat North Cobb Christian, who's been really down as far as their standards go. Um, but they were able to get the job done, North Cobb Christian. And looking on the boys side real quick, and a public, um, you know, not, not a whole lot going on. Green County won. Macon County one by one uh, Dooley County and very nice win 49-47 over Lanier County I'm sure my man Zef Felton had a big game he's a double machine your uh, colleges need to look at seriously if they want an enforcer inside he's um, a little raw but he's talented he can go up and get the ball and he's a good athlete uh, Montgomery County beating Gordon Lee Chattahoochee County pulling one out against in Clinch County, 53-52 over Slay. Uh, very close one there. And, uh, you know, Drew, Drew Charter, 67-62 over GMC. I thought that was probably going to be the best first-round game. Say public uh they pulled that one out very impressive gmc with those two good guards malik faustin and Jalen milner uh drew charter was able to get the job done a very good win over there for coach williams um uh, very impressive for them and on the girl's side everything pretty much uh pretty much how we thought it would play out not too many upsets uh Wilcox County and a public had a 75-73 win over 22 seed elite scholars which I think we mentioned that elite scholars they did beat Stratford earlier in the season. and a green force on the girls side uh they beat landmark Christian via forfeit is what I heard, and that's really weird. Landmark Christian, I think they closed the season. Um, Might have closed the season, in the top ten are very close to it. Um, with Elizabeth Gibbs going to uh, Southern Miss, I believe a very good player, and they they forfeited that game somehow. I got I got to look in more to that, but uh, very weird the season for Landmark Christian.
1: Of course, in a public and a private, um, uh, the top eight ranked teams by power rankings did not play they got that first round by so maybe fans of a private a public will be more interested in the preview podcast seeing how these uh top eight teams will fare in their matchups in the second round but that is all eight classifications boys and girls kyle we kept our goal we tried to keep it under 30 we're a hair over but um we kept it fast rapid reactions folks on behalf of kyle this is Ramin. we'll have another podcast with you previewing second round matchups of state and until next time